verses 16 through 28 reads as such. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that have that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Amen. Praise God for his word. I, I look at that scripture and I say, you know, we, we, we've, we've read this scripture time and time again. We've studied it over and over again. We, we, we hear it uh, in Bible studies. We hear it in 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 devotions, we hear it in Sunday sermons. It's a common scripture that we we use in, in just about everything we do in our, our Christian Christian faith because it is important. Yet on most Sundays, when the preacher asks, "Is there anyone here visiting with us for the first time?" You see one, maybe two hands, not typically like today when you see 32 hands, (laughs) but you just see a few people because it's the same faces, the same people sitting next to the same people they normally sit next to. They're they're in the same seats that we, we normally sit in. You all know Pam and my seat is back there in the middle section. And, and, and so Pastor, Pastor Redmond's wife, her seat's right over here. And, and then you see the Allens, they sit right over there. I know where you all sit. I know Miss Patricia and her husband's going to sit right here in front of me, right next to Dion. I, I know where y'all sit because that, that, that's my, my corner over there. Because when, when I get stuck, they, 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 go ahead, Leon. Yes, they, they help me out a little bit. We see the same faces, the same people. So the question of the day is, are you a worshiper or just a member of the crowd? Matthew 28-16 says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed them. 17. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Some believe that there may have been as many as 5,000 people there with the 11 disciples as they traveled to Galilee. Some say there were only 100. Some say it was just the 11. I would submit that the 11, that's the 12 disciples minus Judas, who betrayed him, I would submit that they weren't alone. I would argue that people followed them because they didn't know what to do. People were unsure. Jesus had just been executed on a cross. Jesus had, 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 
His body had just been, quote unquote, stolen. They didn't know what was going on. He had not yet revealed himself to the disciples. And some in the crowd doubted him. See, what's important is not how many was in the crowd. What's important is that there was a crowd. And in the crowd were both worshipers and doubters. The question of the day is, are you a worshiper or are you a doubter? See, see the, the worshiper loves the Lord. He submits to the will of the Lord. He submits to the ways of the Lord. But the doubter, the, the, the doubter has difficulty submitting to any will but his own. The, 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 the doubter has, has difficulty submitting to any way but his own. So the crowd went to Galilee because that's where Jesus told them to go. And sometimes everyone in the crowd doesn't have the same agenda. I, I, I see in every congregation there are different members of the crowd. In, in, in every group there are different members of the group. Even in politics, there are different members in their political group. So in this crowd, uh, I would say, I, I, you would probably see that uh, some just wanted to see where everybody was going. They wanted to follow the crowd. And then there were, there were probably those that said that uh, were trying to see if it would be profitable to be in that crowd. You ever met that person that every time you, you, they're in a group, they're trying to sell you something. They're, they're trying to gain from the crowd. And then there, there's some people that, that just, they just want to belong to something. They want to be somewhere, uh, they, they, they want to be where you are. They just want to join the crowd. And then there are those in the crowd that have their own agenda. They, they, they have a, 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 something that they want to make happen. They want, some, want something that they want to do, and they want to move the crowd. The disciples, however, were to receive a charge, and that charge was to change the crowd. Now, we hear this, and we, 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 we consider that the disciples received this charge, but I would argue to you that that charge wasn't just for the 11 disciples. If you know Christ as your Lord and Savior, you also have this same charge. The scripture says in verse 16, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. The disciples, meaning the twelve minus Judas, who betrayed him, knowing and understanding who he was, they fell down and worshipped Christ. The disciples understood who Christ was. They didn't have to, to, to be convinced. They saw the, 
the nail prints in his hands and in his feet. They knew him because they had a relationship with him. They didn't just know him as a handshake and hello. They knew him in an intimate way. They had a relationship. They understood his heart. They understood his mind. They knew what he liked, what he didn't like. They knew what he approved of, what he didn't approve of. In other words, they had a relationship with God. And they recognized him. And they worshipped him. But there were those in the crowd. They were just, just there following the crowd and they doubted him. Some uh, the, sought to gain something from the crowd. They, they doubted him. Some saw the crowd moving and looking like they were making things happen. So they joined the crowd and they doubted him. Then there were those that thought they could influence the crowd with their agenda. And they thought they could move the crowd. But they doubted him. But the disciples worshipped him. A true disciple of Jesus Christ has no agenda but to love God and to do his will. That takes faith. It's not an easy thing just to step out there and do God's will. Sometimes it's hard to do God's will because sometimes God's will is not popular. It's not the popular way to go. It's not the cultural thing to do. Uh, it's, It's not fun. Sometimes it's simply hard. Sometimes we fail. Even the disciples fail. Case in point, switch back to chapter 17 in your Bibles. Matthew chapter 17. Starting at verse 14, reads as follows. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him. That's Jesus saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, from, for he often falls into the fire and often into water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Sometimes as a as a disciple, as a believer, you're, you're going to fail. You're not going to do exactly the way you want to make things happen. You're not going to be able to make them happen. So it says, then Jesus answered and said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demons and it came out of him. And the child was cured from the very hour, from that very hour. Now look at this. Look at what the disciples do. You know, you know when, when, when you fail at something, you, you don't really want everybody to know that you fail, right? You, you, you kind of want to keep it under the wraps, under, under the rug a little bit. You kind of want to just kind of sneak around the issue. So the disciples, verse 19, then the disciples came to Jesus Privately, they they didn't mention that uh, that that was uh, that was me and John. Uh, we were trying to get the demon out of him, but you know he didn't listen to us. Now they they didn't want everybody to. They went to Jesus privately. Sometimes failure hurts. Sometimes failure 
It makes us uncomfortable. And we don't want everybody to know about our failures. But failure is important in life. When we fail, when we fall, when we fail to, to execute, when we fail to make the plan happen, you learn from it. You, you, you learn from your failures. You learn from your mistakes. You learn from failing to do things the way God wants you to do them. See, faith takes sacrifice. It, it, it's not just something that, that, that comes easily. It's not something that comes just, just willy-nilly because I believe and I have faith. Well, it don't always work that way. Look at what happens. Je then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. These are the disciples. These are of the 12, one of the 12. They, they, these are the ones that walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus. They were the ones that were personally trained by Jesus. I don't know if any of you all do martial arts, but there's always... A, a, a number one student, right? And that number one student, that's, that's the one, if, I, I'm a fan of Ip Man, right? I, I, I watched Ip Man, and I watch it in Japanese or Chinese. I, I like listening to it and reading the text at the bottom. I don't want to hear it in English, right? And, and, and when I'm watching Ip Man, yeah, there's this one student that Ip Man has, especially in, in, in Ip Man 3, Right? Ip Man 3 is when he opens his school in Hong Kong. Right? And during Ip Man 3, there's this one student. That is his number one student. This kid is good. I mean, he's just amazing. But if you look at the history, he wasn't actually a kid. He was a 30-something-year-old man who was already an a, 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 um, accomplished martial artist. But the reality is he was Ip Man's number one student. He was the guy that the other brothers called Big Brother. Right? And he was the one that learned faster than anybody else. And he had better skills than anybody else. And his, his Wing Chun was amazing. So if y'all see me doing this, I, I don't know Wing Chun, but I like to pretend. <laughs> but even this number one student made major mistakes. Started issues, started problems with the community because... He was so proud to be a student of the best. Sometimes we want to be the student of the best, and we want to be the best student. And we will do what we think is best from our mindset, from our thinking, doing it our way. But there is the right way. And Jesus says, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. But he stops right there and he says, however. However is a big word when you see it in the Bible. When you read the word however, you got to stop and ponder for a second. However, that means there's another step in the process. That means that there's one more piece that we need to implement in our plan, in our program, in our design. However, 
this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Sometimes it takes sacrifice. Sometimes it takes sacrifice to really, really implement God's plan. Sacrifices is huge. Sometimes I, I, I look at certain people that are in my life. And I look at the scripture and it says that if you have the faith as, as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Another scripture says you can uproot the birch tree with the faith as small as a mustard seed. And I've got a, a family member who, man, she is a prayer warrior. And she believes and she has faith. And I'm telling you, man, when I talk to, to this family member of mine, I'm thinking to myself, man, she got one big mustard seed. Because the faith that she has is impressive to me, the preacher. I truly believe that if there was a mountain in her path, she could move it just by her faith. I praise God to have a relationship with somebody like that. You know, it's teaching me, the preacher. Jesus says, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Sometimes we, we see that we're fasting. I'm like, ah, I got to work. I, 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 I got I to gotta have my sustenance so I, can, so I can do my job, you know? Prayer and that's part of life as a Christian, as a believer. I don't think we implement it enough. I know that I don't implement it enough. My wife and I, we, we've decided we're we, we, um, going to fast on Thursdays. I'm off on Thursdays. She's still working on Thursdays, but it's a good day. It works for us, and we fast on Thursdays. And I'm amazed. She ain't ever amazed. She's like, I knew God was going to do it. Big mustard seed. I'm amazed when stuff happens in our lives with our families, it, whatever, economics, whatever's going on. I'm amazed at what God does in our lives. And nine times out of ten, it's stuff that we've writ she's written or we've written in, in, in prayer journals and, 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 and questions that, that, that are answered because of the sacrifice prayer and fasting. A lot of times we want to do God's will, but we want to do it our way. But success in our walk requires sacrifice, prayer and fasting. We all know people who attend church for their own agenda. But our agenda should be one thing, and that is 
to worship. Amen. Verse 18 says, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Amen. 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 When I read that, and I, 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 it gives me strength. It gives me courage because I know that my Savior is with me. I know he's right there with me. He walks with me. He talks with me. He, he, I know he's my friend. And that's the, the, the song. I know that my Savior is with me. See, what Jesus does here, he, he first explains his authority. He's not even using all of his authority, but he lets us know it. All authority has been given to me. Secondly, he does what we fail to do. He sends them out. Church, when was the last time you went out and you told somebody about Jesus? Oh, I, I, I'm posting on Facebook about this brand new uh cable service, but how many times am I posting about Jesus? Oh, I'm posting on Facebook about these deer in my yard that I think are so cool. Y'all seen the post? They're eating up the onions in my yard. I do appreciate that. But they, I'm doing all this posting about stuff that's inconsequential, but what's most important is my Savior. How many people are we bringing in? How many people... How often are we going out? Pastor Reverend and Katina, they, they've gone out. They've gone across the Atlantic Ocean. Twelve hours to Europe. Another eight hours to Africa in an airplane. Those are close quarters. May I just say, because I've made that flight. It is not fun. I don't care how many movies you watch. It's not fun. But there is a purpose behind it. To go and teach and preach. The agenda is not their own. The agenda is God's. So first he explains his authority. Secondly, he sends them out. And notice most Sundays, again, we see the same people sitting in the same seats, speaking to the same people. But if we truly subscribe to God's word, Jesus' command would be, go out. We'd be bringing people in. We'd be teaching the gospel. And we'd be changing the world for Christ. The question is, what does that look like? Well, Jesus gives us the diagram of what it looks like. Verse 19 says this. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them 
in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm going to stop right there in that word baptizing. Baptizing them. Baptizing, the Greek for baptize, baptismal means to immerse. Now, when you immerse somebody uh, in, in, in the um, ritualistic way where we, we, when we baptize, we, we dunk them down into the water, signifying the death, burial, raise them up, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? We understand that part. But you know what? There's more to baptism. Some of y'all got that blank face. What you talking about, Leon? Well, when you baptize somebody, you immerse them. And my, 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 my challenge to you is that we not just immerse people in water, but we immerse them in the life of Christianity, in the truth of God's word. We need to be covering people in God, in glory, in faith, helping them to understand what it truly means to be a Christian. What does it look like? How do they know what's good and what's bad? How do they know what it means to serve the Lord? How do they know how to be a Christian? We have to immerse them in the life, in the faith, in the culture of Christ. Now, in order to to do that, we have to be immersed in the culture of Christ. Some of us, and I ain't pointing any fingers because I don't know you guys' lifestyles, but some people, they come to church on Sunday and they dress up real nice. They look real Christian and you look at it and you think that's a man of God because only a man of God going to wear a suit look that sharp. That's a woman of God because only a woman of God could look that holy. But that lifestyle outside of the doors and the walls and the windows of Body of Christ Church or any other uh, church that you go to may not quite look the same as the lifestyle that you portray in the house of the Lord. The question is, are you a worshiper or are you a doubter? Because the doubter is that one that, that, that comes in on Sunday and is because they're part of the crowd or, or they're, they're here on Sunday because they, they want to move the crowd or, or, or they're here on Sunday because they, 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 just, they just have their own agenda. But the challenge is that lifestyle of faith. Are you immersed? Have you, have you sunk in your whole body, mind, and soul into the lifestyle of faith? Do you know Christ in such an intimate manner, in such a way that your heart and his heart are merged? Your, your heart, your mind, and his mind are merged. Are you that person that, you know, just the thought process is totally different? See, when we go, when we go and teach our nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, how do we go out and tell people about a Christ that we only kind of know? How do we go out and, and tell people about a Christ that, that we only uh, kind of have a 
friendly relationship with. I'm going to need my people to know him so intimately and so personally and so lovingly that the inside just comes out on the outside and people just, they just know because they know. When, when, when somebody uh, has to ask you, what are your beliefs? There might be a problem. Because you should live it. You should walk it. And uh, Am I going to say I'm perfect? I, I would have to say absolutely, positively not. What I'm giving you is the perfect scenario. Do I always live it? Do I want to live it? Absolutely. And there's change. There's change available to each and every one of us. You can be that person. You can, you can live that life. You can walk that walk if you desire. If you desire God if you desire to have Christ living in you and, and, and working in you and changing you and, 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 and making you the Christian that you want to be, that, that God wants you to be, it's available to you. All you have to do is baptize yourself. When I say baptize, immerse yourself in the word of God. Immerse yourself in the lifestyle of God. Immerse yourself in the way of God. So that no one has anything that they can say about you. Because when they look at you, they're looking at a disciple of Christ. Amen. And then it's, it goes on. It says we, we, we should not only immerse those in baptism, we should teach them. See, when, when, when you teach people to know God and you've immersed yourself in a life of faith, you study God's word, you, you know God's word, you love God's word, you believe God's word, you live God's word. That's how we teach them. The scripture says that teaching them to obey all things that I have commanded you and lo I am with you always even to the end of age you see you don't have to do this alone that's the beautiful piece of Christianity that's the beautiful part of a lifestyle of faith you're not going through this by yourself number one God is with you and your church family is there to walk with you your church leadership is there to walk with you but most important, the Holy Spirit doesn't just walk with you. He is in you. So when you walk, he's walking. So when you, when you let loose the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, man, watch out world, because here you come. Amen? By way of application, I would just say that 
we as believers, we need to make sure that we stay in a strong Bible study, whether that be you go to Lifeway Bookstore or one of the Baptist bookstores or whatever bookstore, and you find yourself a good, strong devotional. You look at God's word every single day. You study God's word. I'm not talking just you. I'm talking me too. We, I'm going to start saying, we study God's word every day. When we are involved in things that are outside of what we know are against God's will, we walk away from those things. When we know that a decision that, that we are about to make, we have not asked God about that decision. We step back for a second, a minute, an hour, a day, a week, or even a month, and we put it before God and ask God for his guidance and wisdom in that decision, application. When, 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 when we have friends and family that we know have no relationship with Jesus Christ. We don't walk away from those friends and those family. We go to those friends and family. Remember, Jesus said, go. And sometimes going is next door. Sometimes going is the room next to yours. Sometimes going is the person in the bed next to you. Whether that be your spouse, I hope it is. If it ain't, you shouldn't have been there to begin with, but you still need to go. Sometimes we need to go to people that we don't feel comfortable going to. And we need to share the love, the grace, and the faith that we have for God. That's the application. Now you all are fortunate today. Because you got me this morning. So the message is not too long. But I did want to read this quote from C.S. Lewis. This is, 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 when you think about what he says here, it's amazing because it's so true. Each day, think of this, think of this. Each day, we are becoming a creature of splendid glory or one of unthinkable horror. You tell me which one of those creatures you want to be. The world would like to tell you that, you know, Jesus was just a good teacher or he, he wasn't God or he, 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 he taught good things, but Jesus is so much, so much more than that. Jesus is God. He loved us so much that he was willing to die on a cross. Nails hammered through his hands and, and through his feet, hung up on a cross, a Roman cross, all because he wanted you and me to be with him in glory one day. C.S. Lewis said another thing, you must make your choice. Either this man was the son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him 
and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not com come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. You have a choice today. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have a choice today. Are you going to do what God said for you to do? Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Are you going to go? Are you going to be part of the crowd or are you going to be a worshiper? Are, are, are you going to stand up and do what God's will is? Or are you going to stand back and watch? Maybe you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe no one's ever really explained to you what it truly means to be a believer in Christ. This is your opportunity to know him. It's a simple, very simple thing. You just have to open up your heart and receive him. And when you open up your heart and receive him, He's going to be there for you forever because the Bible says, God's word says, no one can snatch one of his children out of his hand. So once you are saved, you're there. The next step is growth. To learn how to be baptized in the word of God. How to be baptized in the lifestyle of faith. How to be baptized into the truth of God's word and live it to its glorious in. Church, let us pray. Father God, the Great Commission has to be one of the most powerful sections of your word, of God's word. Because it gives us not only the command to tell people about Christ, but the authority to go forward and tell everybody. I remember an old song that says, I'm just a nobody trying to tell somebody, everybody, about somebody. And that's what I am. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody. Father, I, I imagine there's somebody in here who who maybe has never truly opened up their heart to you. Never said, you know, God, I, I've lived a life that's foul. I've lived a life that, that just, just ain't, ain't right, Lord. And I'm giving it up. I'm giving it over to you. With all heads bowed, eyes closed, if you are somebody in here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you want him to live in you and to change you from the inside out. Would you pray with me right now? Simple prayer. God, I'm sorry that I've lived such a foul life. And I'm asking you right now to come into my heart. To live within me, to change me from the inside out. To make me the son, the daughter of Christ that you would have me to be. 
Father, I pray that you would save me today and make me your own. With all heads bowed, eyes closed, if that's your prayer today, right where you're sitting, would you just raise your hand? Amen. I see that hand. Praise God. Praise God. Father, we thank you so much. Angels in heaven rejoice, even with just one hand raised for Christ. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, because you are amazing. You love us so much, and we want to love you just the same. Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We love you, we honor you, and we adore you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.